0: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. And I'm just, again, so grateful to be here today with you. Today, the title is The Old Is Gone, The New Is Here. Is it really? Is the old gone? Is the new here? That's what we're going to find out, and you—you you know, each one of us has a responsibility, and it's—you know—how important is it to you, right? Um, what you do every day is a reflection of what you believe, what you think, and who you surround yourself with, and are people imparting into you, or are they—are they chiseling away at at what God's building? it's really important that you guard yourself you know he says put the full armor of god on what does that mean exactly and he says you know choose your friends wisely he says who you hang with is what you become and it's so true now if i look at my life personally and i'm asking you to do this for yourself just do an assessment and in your circle of people that you spend the most time with. You can look at your phone. Who do you text the most? Who do you share with the most? Who do you call the most? Who do you enjoy being with the most? If you ask yourself those questions, are those people that you're spending the most time with the wisest people to spend time with? Are they the ones that are going to build you up and help you... um, your calling, you know, just build your calling to to help you and encourage you to dig in to think bigger to be more to read more, to pray more, are these people are those are they the people that you're hanging with and and this is what it 's all about because in order for you to get rid of the old and have the new because it is it's a new beginning right now. Today is your new beginning, right? We start today and and what we do today will affect tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And that's why I say that if you find an area that needs addressing or attention, if you focus on that, you have to ask yourself, what can I replace this bad habit? What can I replace it with? Because you have to replace it with something or you'll continue doing what you've been doing. And it's really important, and it's something that's deliberate. It's intentional. So 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. It reminds us that through a relationship with Christ, we can experience a profound and positive change in our lives, leaving behind the old ways and embracing The new purposeful existence. You have to, if you want to, the purpose of this is for us to look at where we are, where we've been, okay, here's where we are now, and what are we going to do different to get a different result if we need a different result? What are we going to do different to do more in the area in which we need to do more? What are we going to do in the area in which we need to do less? What are we going to do? So it's real simple, but yet it's not because so many people go through day-to-day and don't think about it and don't make those changes because they're intentional changes. God's love and care, the promise of a new creation in Christ, underscores God's love, showing his desire for a renewal and a fresh start through a connection with him. So this is where it begins. First, we assess where we are and where are we the person that we want to be do we want to be a better person and what areas do we want to be a better person and once we have that in our minds then the direction is somewhat easier because we can focus on those areas to say okay what am i going to do different so do you want to become a better person Through faith in Christ, we can actively let go of past mistakes, continually grow spiritually, and strive to live a life aligned with the principles of love, grace, and forgiveness. There's that word again, forgiveness. Look, I have somebody that um, I'm spending some time with. And this person, I just keep bringing up the word forgiveness because I know in my life that if I didn't choose in my head to forgive certain individuals that did harm to me, that I would be held captive in this bitterness, this root of bitterness, and I wouldn't be able to be set free to have grace, to feel loved. That he's telling us that we need to forgive even those people that don't deserve it, that we need to forgive them. Why? Because they're not affected by it. That's the real truth of the matter. The only one that's affected by it is us, you, me, the ones that are holding on to this unforgiveness. Through a relationship with Christ, believers experience a profound transformation, leaving behind old ways and embracing a new purposeful life. It is important as it emphasizes the transformative power of faith in Christ. Christ is real. He's real. Some of us realize that, and some of us still are "Hmm, not so sure. So here's my encouragement. The verse encourages us during tough times by reminding us of our identity as new creations in Christ, offering hope that even in challenges, We can rely on the strength and guidance that comes with being in Christ. I can say that with such confidence because I've been on the other side of this. I've been with disbelief. I have been where I lacked hope in my situation, in my circumstances. I've been there. And the only way that I can be sitting here and talking to you is because of Christ, his forgiveness of me and his healing power when we do his will, when we do what he tells us to do. It's the only way. And if I didn't believe that with all my heart, I wouldn't be on this radio show right now. I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it, but I'm so convicted because I know what I've gone through And I know where I was and how I got freed from it to where I was washed white, clean as white as snow, and that I was forgiven to where I had his grace, and that I was valued in his sight. And he sent his only son to die in my place. And if I was the only one, this is for you, if you were the only one on this earth, Jesus, God, would have sent his son to die in your place so that you could feel and experience God's love, His forgiveness, His grace. And it says in the Bible, His grace is sufficient, and it is. Isaiah 43, 19c, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For those of you that are going through a terrible, terrible time where you just don't feel hopeful, you don't sense his presence, this is for you. He's making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland for you. The verse encourages us to recognize and embrace the opportunities for renewal and positive change that God provides in our lives, even in challenging circumstances, especially in challenged times. I want to invite you to the Sue fries website. It's Sue fries, spelled like fries. For those of you that can see on Facebook Live or YouTube, you can see the way the name is spelled. But if you can't, you're just listening on the radio. Sue is spelled like fries, one word, dot com. If you do want to see this live show, it's on Facebook Live at around 2 o'clock on Tuesdays. And those of you that are listening live right now, I'm waving to you and saying, Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us in this show. On the website... Sue so Free SpeltlikefriesWomore.com, you can get three pages of print out verses that say who you are in Christ because I didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't know that I was victorious. Do you know that you're victorious? I didn't know really that I was a child of God, that I was an ambassador to Christ, and on and on and on. It's three pages, and you can push a button and print them. And read them every day and night. In Matthew, it says that you will be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How? By reading the I Am's. Reading the Bible. Reading the I Am's. Read what God says. Who you are. There was a time in my life that I just reached out. I cried out to God. I was in my bedroom, second floor, middle room. And I cried out to God. And I just said, Who am I and why am I here? Please, God, it's got to be more than what I'm doing now. It's got to be more than this. And boy, has it been more than this. If you would have told me 15, 16 years ago that I would be on a radio show show, since uh, 2010, if you would have told me that I would have uh, YouTube, that I would have a TV program, that I would have a company that's one of the top 100 companies in the pest control industry in North America, if you would have told me any of that, that I was going to write a couple books and they're published, if you would have told me any of that, I would have said, no way, (laughs) no way, no way, no way. But God is an awesome God, and if he has created you to do His will, if he's he has created you for a specific purpose, but it's up to us to do our part. You know, he doesn't give it to us. We have to make choices along the way that will help us get to where he wants us to go. But we have to be willing, don't we? I got to such a a low spot to where I kept feeling like I was in this um, hole. A dirt hole. And every time I tried to climb my way out, I pictured dirt just falling in on me. And every time I tried to get myself out, I just got deeper and deeper into this hole. I couldn't pull myself out on my own. I had to ask for help. I had to cry for help. And it's not till I got to that point, that hopeless point, why do we have to always get there? Why does it have to get to that before we say, God, I'm yours. Please show me what to do. Give me your heart. Give me your eyes. Give me, give me the words to come out of my mouth that are your words. Help me, Lord. Help me love like you love. It's not till we get so down that we look up and see Jesus. I know I'm speaking to some individuals right now. The Lord is using me to speak to you. And this is him. This is how he does this. He works through people. And right now there's certain people that he's addressing. And I have people that contact me on the SueFreeze.com site. And they'll say, oh, my gosh, I just found your show. And it's like you were talking directly to me. And I love when I hear that. Why? Because it means that I am in his will. And I am listening to the Holy Spirit and I'm letting him guide what is being said. And the whole purpose of this, it's a uh, a love thing. It's a labor of love for me. And the reason I do it is because people have done so much for me and God has done insurmountable things for me that it's, my, it's what God's calling me to do. And you know, you're going to have haters no matter where you go. Do you know that? And the more you do, the more there's going to be people that just don't like you or don't agree with you. And, you know, what do you do with that? You keep going. You don't let them. Don't let them pull you down. You keep going. You keep going and doing God's will. Are we perfect? Do we do everything right all the time? No. Do you? Do you do everything right all the time? No. No matter where we are or what we're doing, we're going to fall short of the glory of God. He tells us in the Word that we're going to fall short of the glory of God, and I do that daily. But it doesn't change my desire and my heart. And I don't know where you are, but I want you to hear the message because God's speaking to you through me. Becoming better people. Being attentive to God's guidance and recognizing the potential for new beginnings, we can cultivate resilience, gratitude, and a willingness to embrace positive transformations in our character and actions. The main idea of this verse is that God announces a new beginning and transformation, emphasizing his power to create opportunities and blessings, even in challenging circumstances, which is important as it instills hope and faith in God's ability to bring about positive change. How many of you listening right now would say, I'm ready for that? I want positive change. You know, I want to do God's will. I want to know what God's will is for my life. I want to I want to live in His calling for me. The verse serves as encouragement during difficult times by reminding us to look For the new things God is doing. Trust in his ability to make a way. And find hope in the promise of renewal. Renewal. We need to be renewed, don't we? We all need to be renewed. So here's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And I want to share it with you because I... I, I would say that one of the biggest things in my life of issues that I've faced is the trust or lack of trust with the people that I've, that have been in my life, you know, trusting them. And Proverbs 3, 5, one of the 31 Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So he is telling you what to do. Trust in me, he says. Trust in me. With all your heart. Give me all of your heart. He wants all of your heart. And he says to not lean on what you believe or what you understand. Because his understanding, his bigness is so much bigger. So don't lean on your own understanding. Be guided by him. Because, I don't know about you, but even in the business world, I feel like my... my My brain power, my belief structure is small. God is not small. He's very large. In everything, he's large. So he's telling us to not lean on our own understanding, but to trust in him with all our heart. So if you have a belief and he's telling you to trust him, he's telling you to take that maybe, don't stick your toe in the water. Maybe take that step, that leap of faith. You know, do your due diligence and pray about it and check check it against Scripture. But if, he, if he's telling you to take that leap, then trust him and not lean on your concern, your fear. Do you know fear not is in the Bible 365 times. That's one per day. How many times do we let fear take over? We let fear hold us back from doing what God wants us to do. We say, ooh, I don't know about that. Ooh, I don't know. And he's saying, trust me, trust me. So by embracing trust in God, we learn humility, patience, and reliance of his wisdom, which can lead to better decision-making and more purposeful life. Ask yourself this question. Close your eyes if you can. If you're driving, don't. Do you want a more purposeful life? Are you happy where you are? Or do you want more? And you have to define what the more is. Define it. Don't just say, I want more. More of what? You want more candy? You want more pounds? I don't think so. What do you want more of? The main idea is to trust in the Lord wholeheartedly and avoid relying solely on one's understanding. It's important as it advocates for a deep, faith-based dependence on God's wisdom. The verse provides encouragement during life's hardships by promoting trust in God's wisdom, offering a source of guidance and comfort that transcends human understanding. In what areas of your life is it most challenging to trust Him? Rather than relying on your own understanding. And how can this trust impact your decision making? These are such good questions, aren't they? And trust, where is it on your relationship radar? How how important is it that the people that you are around, that you surround yourself with, that you can trust them, that they have your back, that they're going to defend you when you're not in the room? If you have people around you that talk about other people, just ask yourself, are they talking about you too? And what would they say? Would they say kind things or would they point out the negative things to people? I think these things are so important because we only have this life. You know, We have heaven. When we're believers, we have heaven to look forward to. But this is no dress rehearsal here on this earth and what we do with every minute of every day matters. So are you wasting time? Are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you becoming a better person? Do you know how to do that? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I love this verse. This verse is just so visual, isn't it? Have you ever seen an eagle fly? I mean, they can just glide for the longest time. Sometimes I feel like the duck that, you know, looks calm on the top, but is paddling like, you know what, underneath, you know, um, and maybe that's you. But when I when I see an eagle soar, uh, well, you know, his wings just soar and just, It's just so beautiful, and they they gauge the wind, they gauge the air, the pressure from below their wings and above their wings, and they just know what to do and how much to do to correct, to just have that even, soar. And I would love to go through life like that. Wouldn't that be just amazing? Because you wouldn't grow weary, and you wouldn't grow faint if you could just soar through life. But I also find that it's in those weary and the walk and the not be faint in those times is when we develop that we become better and more. And it kind of rubs off the rough edges and helps us to do these assessments that maybe we get kind of compliant or complacent with at times. So this is is the end of part one of a part two segment. And I just want to say that you know, it's good to be a blessing and to be intentional in your life. And I'm hoping you can be. And I hope you share the show with other people. Sue Free, like fries, when we .com. I want you to share this with other people and connect with me online. Let's talk. Let's connect. I want that. It's the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. So connection's very, very, very important to me. So could you connect with me? Would you connect with me? I'm waiting for you to connect with me. And uh, let other people know about this show. Could you do that? I'd really appreciate it. So let's soar on wigs like eagles and not run and not grow weary and walk and not be faint. I'm looking forward to part two of this show. That's what I'm looking forward to. So be a blessing. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard? Or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of E. Termite Pest Control. But you can call me the termite lady. And I'm Tyson Fries, manager at E. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free Pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. now, eight seven seven three three two 332 bugs That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. eight seven seven three three two 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do
0: if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life and death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's Life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon. Or log on to SueFries.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S.com. SueFries.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show. And thank you, E. Cola termite, and pest control for sponsoring this show. You know, it's a two-part show here, and I'm watching the video on live, on Facebook Live. Uh, I'm on live on Tuesday at 2 p.m., and I would love for you to join me on Facebook Live and uh, to watch it. But the commercial has my daughter. She was pregnant at the time, and now I've got my number three grandchild, and his name is Tex. Yeah, like Texas. And uh, it's just so – it's such a blessing to see them on, on the TV. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about Isaiah 40, 31, at least we're going to start there. And we're talking about taking off the old and putting on the new because, you know, it is the beginning of the year. and. and I don't know if I believe in the New Year's resolution thing. I don't know. I just think I'm constantly looking for improvement. It doesn't have to start at the beginning of the year because then you're waiting 12 months to get better. I don't think so. So what we want to do is just constantly, I think, um, assess who we are, what we're trying to become because we haven't arrived. God's not done with me yet. How about you? And, you know, just to figure out what it is we could do better. And I think that's really a good thing. And part of what I find is that sometimes we get into these circumstances where there's just a lack of hope, that we have hopelessness. And hope is the number one search word for non-Christians along with Christians because we need hope in order to get through trying and tri- trials and tribulations and trying times. We need hope. And, you know, it's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We, we don't know what it is really. You know, faith, it's... It's faith. You have faith and you have hope. And hope is like as long as you have breath, you have hope because things can change. Things can change. So we don't have control over other people. We only have control over us and what we believe, what we think, what we speak out of our mouths, what we listen to, what we eat, what we hear. We just, all of those things, we have a little control over. But what someone else does, we have no power over that, but we do have the power to love on them, to forgive them, to give them grace. We have the power to do that, don't we? So the scripture, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It encourages us to place our hope in the Lord, finding strength and endurance through a steadfast trust in him. Sometimes that's all we have, right? We, you know, we just, we're at that point where just to get out of bed sometimes is tough to just get up and take a shower could be tough. And some of you could be there right now. That could be where you're at. Listen, just t- get out of bed and go take a shower and, you know, get refreshed a little bit, you know, just start to day new. It is a new day, and that's the beauty of this is that the sun comes up new every morning, and so what is so terribly bad right this minute, right this day, emotionally, you just feel overwhelmed, and just things are coming at you, and you just feel totally not victorious, and then you go to sleep, and you wake up, and it's a new day, and things happen, and if we believe in our hearts, and our minds, that we are victorious, and we keep saying that out loud. You just say, I am victorious in Jesus' name. The battle's been fought. The battle's been won. Devil, you must flee. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. If you say these things, your mind, your ears, hear it. And the devil hears it too. And what that does is it kind of pushes these things away from you a little bit so some of you needed to hear that some of you are on the highest high you could ever be in be on you could be um newly engaged you could be just found out you're pregnant and you want to be pregnant woohoo it could be a lot of different things that you could be so thankful for and you could be on the highest of high and there's other people that are going and they're on their lowest of lows listen just a side note when you're going through a store when you're driving in your car you don't know what's going on in someone else's life do you you don't know so show love show compassion show empathy and and just give them grace would you do that that'd be great God's love and care, the promise of renewed strength, highlights God's care for His people, offering them the ability to rise above challenges with His support. Sometimes in my life, it was the only thing I had. I just felt like there was no tomorrow. I felt like my my life was ending because of this or because of that. I just felt like I, I didn't have any victory. There was no hope in my heart, no hope in my mind. And it wasn't until I realized that God was with me. Like that poem on footprints, you know, I, you didn't feel me because there was one set of footprints, and it's because I was carrying you. It's just like that. Sometimes He's carrying us in our weakest moments. Becoming better people. By anchoring our hope in the Lord, we can develop resilience, perseverance, and a sense of purpose. Leading to personal growth and positive impact. A sense of purpose. See, when you're in your lowest of loans, your lowest of lows, you're not thinking of purpose. You're just, how am I going to get through this next day? How am I going to get through this next hour? How am I going to get through this next minute? And sometimes just focusing on breathing is the only thing you can do. The main idea is that those who hope in the Lord will find renewed strength and endurance. It is important as if it emphasizes the connection between hope in God and the empowerment to overcome challenges. This verse encourages us during tough times by pointing to the promise of renewed strength, inspiring perseverance and trust in God's ability to sustain and uplift. How does placing your hope in the Lord impact your ability to navigate? challenges, and maintain resilience in today's fast-paced and uncertain world. Oh, Another favorite verse. Are you ready for this one? Jeremiah 2911. Last year and the year before that during COVID, this was uh, a verse that became very strong and powerful for me. And here's what he is saying to you. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, how many of you are receiving that right now? How many of you are receiving that right now? Because, wow, he knows the plans because they're his plans for you. And they're plans to prosper you. Yes, prosper you and not to harm you. And their plans to give you a hope and the future, how many of you would raise your hands right now and say, yep, that's what I need, that's what I want? It provides comfort by assuring believers of God's good plans, even in challenging circumstances. God's love and care. The verse reflects God's loving intentions, emphasizing his desire for your prosperity, protection, and a hopeful future. How many of you need those things right now? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So becoming a better person, trusting in God's plan encourages us to live with purpose, hope, and a sense of security, positively shaping our attitudes and our actions. See, if we do, if we, if we just believe that this verse is for us, it helps us shape our attitudes and our actions because our attitudes do affect and create our actions. What you thinketh in your mind, so are you. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. These are scriptures. And these scriptures can, if you just hold on to them and believe them, and you do what is necessary to get that result, wow, that is going to become a new person, a better person than what you woke up with this morning. Are you interested? Do you want a piece of that? Do you want to? How bad do you want it? The desires of your heart. How bad do you want this? Because it takes work. It takes effort. It takes dedication. It takes being intentional with where you're going. What's your goals? Then you, you, know, you, you set your goal. You set your goal out there. And then what you do is you work backwards. What do you need to do today to create that goal? If you divide it up into how long you think it's going to take and you divide that up per day, per hour, what changes do you need to make in your life to create that goal, to make that goal happen, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in a future? What do you need to do? First of all, I would read this scripture over and over and get it in your heart, get it in your mind, and believe it. Believe it, that it's for you, that God said this to you, that you are special in His sight, that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Do you believe that? Do you? Oh, it's so true. It's truth. It's truth. The main idea is God's declaration of plans for prosperity, hope, and a future for His people. It is important as it assures believers of God's benevolent intentions for their lives. This verse provides encouragement during difficulties by offering the assurance of God's positive plans, fostering hope and trust in his purpose, even in the face of uncertainty. In what ways can understanding and trusting in God's plans influence our outlook on life and impact our choices for the future? So good, so good. Philippians, ooh, that's a good book. Philippians, I put on the, on the beginning of Philippians, I put the word joy. Philippians, joy. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He created you, so of course he began. He created a good work, and he's confident in that. It inspires confidence that God's transformative work in us is continuous and will not be completed until we see Him again. The verse affirms God's commitment to shaping and perfecting His people, demonstrating His love and care for their spiritual journey, your spiritual journey. I talk about the five spokes that runs the wheel and the spiritual journey, financial journey, the mental, the physical These are all journeys. And if you have one spoke that's not equal with the rest of the spokes, the wheel's not going to smoothly turn, is it? So when we're looking at our areas, we got to look and see where do we need the most work? Where do we need to focus this week, this day, this month? And it will help us in being balanced. Balanced. We need balance, don't we, in our lives? We need balance in our lives. The main idea is the confidence that God, who initiated a good work in believers, will bring it to completion. It is important as it instills trust in God's ongoing transformative work in the lives of believers. How does the assurance of God's ongoing work in your life impact your attitude toward personal growth and overcoming challenges? See, if we have it in the forefront of our minds, it's going to be easier for us to, to um, recognize and make adjustments. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Do you know what the Lord's purpose for your life is? Do you know? Think about what you're really good at, which doesn't take as much effort. Think about what you're really good at, and that has something to do with God, what God created you to do. Because he doesn't, he just, he, he's put it in us. It encourages humility by recognizing that God's purpose prevails over human intentions. Becoming better people embracing God's purpose over our own fosters humility, resilience, and a deeper alignment with his guidance. The main idea is the contrast between human plans and the prevailing purpose of the Lord. It is important as it underscores the sovereignty of God's purpose over human intentions. The encouragement in this verse serves as encouragement during difficulties by promoting humility and acceptance of God's purpose, offering comfort in the belief that his overarching plan is for our ultimate being, well-being. Discussion is in what ways do you find it challenging to align your plans with God's purpose, and how can embracing his sovereign plan positively impact your life? Do you know the answer to that? How? How can His plan impact your life? I tell you, I've walked away and I've walked towards, and I can tell you, it's much better when you're walking with, you know, when you're walking with Him, when He's, when you're walking in righteousness and you're understanding what His will for your life is. Those are my best times when I can have that personal conversation with Him. I can be walking, I can be sitting, I can be laying. And I can be praying without ceasing. I can be discussing, talking with my Heavenly Father. And He listens no matter what time, day or night. He never sleeps. He's always there for us. I don't know where you are right now in your walk or in your life. But I know someone that does. And His name is Jesus. And He knows what's going on in your life. And He can see your tears. He sees your laughter. He sees your fears. He feels your fears. And he just wants you, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's the one that says, come to me like children. Why? Because children are curious, and they just, they ask a lot of why's. They do. I mean, I've got little grandkids. I'm going to tell you why, why, why all the time. And and it's wonderful because they want to know. They just want to know. And we want to know, too. And Scripture gives us a lot of the answers. Not all of the answers, but it gives us a lot of the answers if we just get in His Word and we read Scriptures. And no matter where you are in your walk, okay, wherever you've been, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you've been. The Lord knows who you are. He knows why you are, what you are. And He loves you anyway, he loves me anyway. Can you believe that? Wow, pretty amazing. Lamentations 321, Yet this I call, in, I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. By his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He is faithful. He's there. He's there for you. Even if you don't feel him, he's there. The acknowledgement of hope in God's great love and compassion, which never fail, it is important as it highlights the endurance source of hope found in God's love. So he's saying that there's endurance in hope that and in God's love. There's endurance in it. Sometimes, don't you feel tired? I know I do. I feel tired, really tired. But God gives us the strength to endure. He gives us the strength to keep on keeping on. And he wants to see that endurance. He wants to see how committed we are. And those of you that are obedient, they gain the blessing. Out of obedience comes blessings. Are you obedient? Are you doing God's will? Do you have two different voices in your head, you know, one on each shoulder? You know, one saying, yeah, yeah. And they won't say, no, 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 no. And, you know, you have to choose who you're going to listen to. And I want you to go to Sue Fries, spelt like fries dot com. It's a website that's been created for you. It has a lot of information. There's 14 years currently, 14 years of radio shows, different topics. You can look up by topic, by date, by guest, because I have guests that come on with me. I want you to go there and check it out. And I want you to download the IMs. I think it might be the third tile over. There's another one where you create your own IMs and you use your own voice recordings. And it, it is true. It is It uh, is proven that your brain hears your voice better than it hears someone else's voice. So if you really want to go that level, you can. That does cost money. But if you don't, and you just want to get the three pages of free, yes, I said free, I am's, then you go there and you you just push the button and you print um, the I am's. And what they do is, in Matthew it talks about that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what that means is that we are what we think, we are what we say, we are what we eat, we are what we hear. And so if we can change our mindset, if we can change our thought process and our belief system just a little bit, it's going to change how we react, how we respond. It's going to change how we believe, what we think. It's just minor, minor tweaks can make all the difference in the world. So uh, in part one of this part two show... Um, I talked about the I am's and how, you know, it says, I am victorious. Um, I am a believer. I am a child of God. I am a daughter. I am a son. I am, uh, I said victorious in Jesus' name. Um, I'm an ambassador to Christ. What does that mean, an ambassador? It means you speak for him. It means you talk. You, You talk about him. You let other people know about him. You bring other people to know him. That's what an ambassador does. So, um, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will re- establish your plans. Commit to the Lord, whatever you do. So no matter what you do, commit it to the Lord. And hopefully you're committing things to the Lord that are good, that he would be pleased with, not something you would, you would not do, um. So, this advises us to seek his guidance and surrender our plans to God for his establishment. Committing to the Lord reflects trust in his wisdom, acknowledging his role in guiding and establishing our plans for our well-being. So, becoming a better person, surrendering surrendering our plans to God cultivates humility, patience, and a reliance on his wisdom, leading to better decision-making. I just had a person who, who um, decided to leave. And, you know, I've had this before where a person leaves and they feel at the time they're making the right decision. And then down the road, they decide that maybe it wasn't so bad or um, they change their mind and realize that maybe it was really good. And they just, I don't know. And they will call me and they'll say, hey, I want to come home or I I just really want to come back. And I have a decision to make on whether I will uh, receive them back or not. And a lot of that has to do, and this is good for you guys that are thinking about, you know, making a decision. Don't burn bridges along the way. You know, always leave any relationship on good terms, as much as you possibly have control over, you want to leave any relationship in good standing. I want to leave this world with no enemies. I don't want to have anybody that is you know has a strife or uh, anger against me. I want to leave this world with peace and love, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love and I want to leave this this world with love. I want people to remember me as that person with peace. Um, I like to be a peacemaker. I'm, I'm the middle child. I've been rubbed on both sides. And I'm a business owner. And um, You know, I don't do everything right, but neither does anybody else. So for me, I just, um, I, I show grace. And it's nice when I'm given grace. So with all that said, I'm saying that sometimes when we um, commit ourselves to the Lord, He will establish our plans, and it's important for us to know that so that we can walk in that. So encouragement in this verse encourages us during life's challenges by promoting the practice of committing our plans to the Lord, offering a foundation of trust and confidence in God's ability to guide and establish our paths. In what areas of your life is it most challenging to commit your plans to the Lord? And how can this practice positively impact your decision-making and overall well-being? I just need to know that. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye bye.
0: Call me a dreamer. This time I'm original. I keep on reaching and go. I'm a believer that anything is possible.
1: i got a fifth. Uh,
0: it's a time of the year when. Bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. termite, and pest control services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.